Hi, this is Arik. And Aurelia. And we're here to talk about life and interesting things. So we think, but in the end, you'll be the judge of it. Either way, what we have to talk about is... Ageless! Alright, Aurelia, what is... What's a fair-weathered friend? Oh. Or like a, fel- a fair-weathered person, because I mean... It's not just friends, it can be family, it could be, I don't know, can it be an employee? I mean, can it be a colleague? Like, what is fair-weathered person? Well, it is somebody who is only there for you and showing up if it suits them. It's like a different word for opportunist. Uh Uh-huh. So an opportunist is somebody who takes advantage or is just kind of like doing some like taking advantage of the situation because it's it befits them yes and so that usually then is um you know if all is well like then they show up but in a situation where they actually needed to show up like you know if they needed to extend a helping hand or something then they're gone so this is why no, we talk about, like, fair-weathered friends. Like, if the weather's fair, they're here. Oh, okay. And if it starts to get difficult or stormy, then they're gone. Uh-huh. Oh, so, okay, so that makes sense. Because, like, I was wondering, like, how can fair-weathered friends have any friends at all? No, they don't. They're oh, just, uh-huh. they're not friends at all. Like I said, that's just another word for... Being an opportunist, mm-hmm. but like that, could it be like sometimes they like they try to force situations to work in their favor, or are they just more like waiting until the conditions are right, where then they like sneak in? Hmm. Yeah, it's not about like sneaking in because oh. you know they're usually really charming. Uh huh. They're, you know, they're right there, like, they're the typical con men. Mm-hmm. Like, they just know exactly the right thing to say and the right thing to do, as long as everything is stacked up in their favor. So they're manipulative. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's interesting, that it's like talking about fair weather, because, like, if you talk about weather, it's like, the weather kind of determines... How do you, I mean like it determines how people feel in many parts of the world. Do you think that's a good thing or a natural thing, or is that something that should be transcended like astrological weather? I think it's quite normal that when mm-hmm. You know, the sun is out and that there is more light that then people do feel accordingly. That they feel lighter because there is more light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they feel freer. Mm -hmm. Freer from corona quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, that too in these days and ages. Mm -hmm. But, you know, generally speaking, like they feel free. They feel like they have less chores and it's mostly like what we said a few weeks ago like when the whole summer thing started you know and when there was more light to be had and 
Mm-hmm. It's just a generally more pleasant time. Mm-hmm. And so when the weather's good, then, you know, we feel accordingly. And I'm not really sure if it's a question of, well, it has to be overcome or not. I mean, of course, ideally, we all radiate our inner sun. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, would I choose to live like in a Blade Runner environment where it's always half dark and always raining? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But I've also lived in areas, you know, I'm originally from Los Angeles, it's sunny all the time and not everybody feels freer and lighter. Hmm. Archetypically they do. Yeah, I mean, most of them do. Yeah. But not everybody. Yeah. It's like with all cliches, you know, it's yeah, yeah. never applying in detail. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's only a generality. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so then, like with the Fairweather friends, how are you supposed to deal with them? Like if I have a Fairweather friend. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, but theoret- like the hypothetic, like, hy- hy- like, you know, theoretically, like, like... Well, you just don't have these friends. I just don't have these mm-hmm. friends because for me, it becomes very obvious very quickly mm-hmm. that, you know, there is always something going on somewhere. Mm-hmm. And even in like conversation, like, you know, how those people like how they then react mm-hmm. and you just know, oh, they are not really there if problems arise but like what yeah okay so yeah that makes sense but like what if someone is like it or is it still being a fair-weathered friend like say they've been there with you doing a lot of things but then like they betray you or they take advantage of a situation and you like you don't see it coming because it's not in their nature to be like fair weathered friend. Like, you know, they're like a ride or die friend and then all of a sudden like they just go dark and then or like they just, you know, completely do something out of character that's like you have no idea where this came from. Is that is that also a fair weathered friend? No. That's no, okay. No. This is like either somebody went through something and then had a character change. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you know, or you had a character change. They were always like that, but you just didn't see it. Oh, okay. Or, wow. Okay. You yeah. know, or like it was a codependent mm-hmm. relationship that then has changed. Oh. Uh-huh. That, like, this is, that's not really what we call a fair-weathered friend. Mm-hmm. A fair-weathered friend really is just a person who is out for themselves always from the start. Mm-hmm. All they want is uh, situations or participate in situations to their advantage. But I mean, there must be like lesser degrees to being like a fair-weathered friend without being like a fair-weathered friend. I mean, people are mostly out for themselves, especially in interpersonal relationships. Like, what can I get from this relationship, you know? Whether it's numbing my loneliness or if it's making me look good or making some other friends 
you know, jealous or keeping me busy and entertained or yeah, but that's maybe they're codependent. watching my kids or whatever. That's codependent. That's codependent. That's like, oh. you know, so then it's like this mutual oh, the deal. deal. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. you're with me and then I am not uh, lonely or Oh, so a fair-weathered friend's not codependent with the person, they're codependent with the situation. Or not. Or not. They may not be codependent at all. They may be just... Really, mm, probably be not good people, but you do not see it right away. Fairweather that friends probably all would be narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I cannot imagine somebody being a fairweather friend who is not also a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm recovered narcissist but I I I don't ever recall ever being like fair weathered friend before so I I like you you can be a narcissist without being fair weathered friend because I guess if we're going into the realm of con man Mm. or con woman Mm. it's like a whole nother ball game yeah like as you define it yeah because like for me it's like I would have defined a fair weathered friend as just someone who's like not loyal and like just not ride or die like really there for you when you really you know need like all the friends I've I've had even the friends I don't have like when I had them they were always there for me and I was always there for them mm. you know yeah but those what you just what you just mentioned are markings of a fair weather friend like that they're not loyal and that they're not there for you. Yeah. But like I said, it goes beyond that. Okay, so then like codependent... So Yeah, so then a codependent friendship is like they're loyal, but like they want something in return. Yeah, it's a deal. And that's not it's fair not weather. A, that's No, that's, that's a straight okay. up like business deal. <laughs> yeah, so then that was my next question. Like then... Like, is almost every business relationship fair-weathered, or is it almost, like, codependent, but, like, not in the relationship, but for the deal? Well, hopefully not. Like, a normal codependence. Like, but this is about the business. It's not about the people. Well, in the business relationship, hopefully you have contracts that really write down what the Uh deal is. I give you this, and, you know, you get that. So then it's not codependent, it's contractual. No, this is contractual. So it's a soul contract. Well, this is like a contract that two souls have with each other where the egos may or may not be aware of that. That's not the same as soulmates. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a trick question. No. Because I actually knew the answer to that. Did I pass? Yeah, you did. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, because a soul contract then is like, then there's like a contract there, like in the same way between two business entities. Yeah, this you know? would be like what we call deeply karmic relationships. Yeah, it's uh, like this needs to mm-hmm. be taken it's, care yeah. of, but mm-hmm. a soulmate relationship is completely different. Yeah. Um. So, it, very interesting. So, like codependency in relationships... What do you know about that? I know that it's uh, 
totally toxic <laughs> and that it really <laughs> prohibits prohibits people to get close. But do you know like a lot of people think codependency is love? Well. And like even if like you tell them that it's not love, it's codependency, like they get really upset. Well, it's much easier to be codependent than to be loving. Why? Well, because when I love, mm. no, I give. I'm not out to get something. Oh, okay. it's always going back to what am I getting out of yeah. this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, control, attention, love. Mm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, like, how can somebody break away from a codependent relationship? <laughs> it's very easy and very difficult at the same time because the simple answer is by stop being codependent. Yeah. Then you break away from these relationships. And I mean, in my world, it's like this that people try to be codependent with me, but because I'm not codependent, these relationships, like, they are not happening. Mm-hmm. So somebody who wants to be codependent with me will be forever suffering in a relationship with me. Yeah, definitely. And then they start, you know, not liking me and then they disappear in their mm-hmm. own time and that's also okay. Well, it's it's really interesting because, like, the way I understand it is that codependency is different than attachment. It's not the same thing. Not at all. Because attachments, in the purest sense of the word, is something that you need to be here in the physical world. Mm-hmm. You need attachments. Yes. But you can be codependent with attachments. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because we are in the month of Virgo now, like the solar month of Virgo. And we're doing that atonement exercise that I keep talking about and everybody keeps asking me about because I keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. And... We're doing our inventory and we're taking care of our, quote unquote, our books, Mm -hmm. you know? And then on the autumn equinox, the universe is giving us all a big audit. Yeah. But do you know what actually happens then in the month of Libra, which starts on the autumn equinox, the month of Libra, which, you know, rules over relationships and a lot of codependency and all that stuff then we actually, we keep focusing on atonement, but it's more specific. Uh-huh. It's more specific. Now it's really just like this general energy, the general atonements of taking inventory and cleaning up, you know, all of our past actions and our messes and stuff before the equinox happens. Like, you know, that balance of darkness and light. How is that not specific? Because it's just general things that we've broken and that we've done over and over again that we couldn't break out of. Mm. Oh, I see. Like, now I would atone for lying. Mm -hmm. And then in Libra, I would atone for having lied to you. Yeah, and the goal is... Uh mm -hmm. Which I haven't, just for the record. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like this would be like general and specific. (laughs) Which I haven't Mm -hmm. for the record. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I know the one time you lied in your life. And actually, I thought of it today because oh, I, really? I walked by the lake with Saya. Mm-hmm. And I thought of the, 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 when the, bro- when the boys threw rocks at your head. Yeah. Because you lied to your mom. Oh my you- God, this is true. Oh my God. Do you want to tell them? That was my lesson of, you know, not being a liar ever again. Oh God, I was maybe in first grade or something like that and... I remember it was like Sunday night and I was out playing really late and then I was really tired and wanted to go to bed and then my mom came and wanted to talk to me and said, well, did you brush your teeth? And I said, yes, I brushed my teeth and I was like, okay, uh, let me ask you again, did you brush your teeth now before you go to bed? And confidently, I told her, yes, that I did. And is it okay? So now I give you one last chance to be honest. Did you brush your teeth? And I was like, of course, I always brush my teeth. And here she comes with the dry toothbrush. Oh, Lordy. Okay, so busted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I got grounded. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time, and actually the last time too, but I get to that, that I... I got grounded um, so that I had time to com- contemplate to not lie to my mother and to not lie at all. Okay. Well, that was really bad. But here comes Monday and um, it was a beautiful spring day and uh, we that lake that Arik is talking about, like it's... Um, down in a little valley and uh, there are all these spring flowers like growing along the slopes and <clears throat> I kind of convinced my mom to uh, let me go and not be grounded just for a little bit so that I could bring her like a bunch of spring flowers. Now, who could resist me? Okay, not my mom. So I was allowed to do that. Long story short, I am there picking my spring flowers when I hear like this noise, maybe 30 feet, like 10 meters above me on the slope. And so it were these three boys and, and they were harassing me. And I really didn't care about that. I pretended, you know, I didn't see them and I wasn't really caring about what they were saying. However, that enraged them so much that they started to throw stones and this one stone landed on my head. And I ended up having a concussion and a tiny little bit of a, you know, split bone. It's horrible. And (laughs) so I started bleeding. I had my bunch of flowers and I was crying and I was walking back home and... You know, I come home <laughs> full of blood, but having my flowers, I ended up in the hospital and then I was really grounded for two weeks because with the concussion, I was not allowed to move. And I still have the scar here right on the top of my head. And 
the morale of the <laughs> story is you can't get away from your karma. Never mind that I learned to not lie again, but it also, I had a judgment coming for that lie and I could not get away from it. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be grounded and I got grounded. I thought I can sweet talk my mom into forgetting about it. Yeah, well, but the keepers of karma, they did not forget. Mm-hmm. Was that the story you wanted me to tell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Embarrassing, exactly. but thanks for reminding me that I do have a history of lying. No, no, my God. I mean, excuse <laughs> me. I just thought of the movie The Invention of Lying. Yeah, I love that where movie. Where nobody can lie. But I just think it's interesting, once again, before we take our short break, like how we get brought back to, I mean, in a way, like, because the weather was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had the quote-unquote freedom yeah. to break the grounding. Yeah. To go out, and yeah. then you got smacked with rocks. Yeah. I mean, think about that for yeah. a minute. I will. Because it was like, when you first told me the story, I said exactly, she should have kept you grounded. And then you said that's exactly what she said. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's intense. Like, once again, ageless, like, how it just comes full circle even before the first break. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Speechless, our intense Beyond the Veil podcast where we take Ageless to a whole nother level. Look for Speechless on Patreon. All right, we are back with Arik. No, really, yeah. And I want to continue the discussion about atonement and equinox that's coming up. And I was talking a little bit about like how... In Virgo, we really focus on the kind of general atonements, but then, yes, during Libra, then we go into more specific atonements. But the trick is that the atonements that we do during Libra are actually dependent on the atonements and the work that we do in Virgo. Yeah, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Like even, you know, with my example, okay, Mm -hmm. I atoned for being a liar and then I have to atone for being a liar before I be able to atone for having lied to my mom. I mean, lying is a hard one though. Because I mean, you and I have both, I mean, just generally speaking, you Mm -hmm. and I have worked with a lot of people who've had a lot of different kind of problems and the liars, these are the most difficult ones. Yeah. I mean... Okay, I mean, we have to really make a difference yeah. here between, like, just people who normally or habitually lie and then, you know, people who lie as a psychological disorder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, of course, is, is like a pathological liar. That's beyond atonement. Like, they need a little bit more different help. Before they can even atone. Yeah. Because you need to develop a a kind of like an an, an objectivity to be able to even reflect. Yeah. Because you cannot reflect if you're a liar. No. Because it just, you just project and blame and Mm -hmm. it just bounces all over the place. They're like, oh, that that has nothing to do with me. That reflection in the mirror, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I mean, God forbid. Mm. I mean, really God forbid. Mm. But either way, back to like, you know... If you are doing the general reflections and atonements and then, you know, that's good. But 
don't think you're off the hook yet because maybe you are jealous or you steal or in even people's time, you know, stealing people's time. That's also theft, like by being late or, or even being too early. And that's also mm-hmm. stealing time. Yeah. I, I never thought about that before, mm-hmm. but like when people show up, it's like 10 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes early. Like, damn, you know, sit down. Like, mm. you know, excuse me. But either way, like, any, anything you're atoning for, gossip, laziness, you know, whatever, hatred, blaming, victimization, uh, entitlement, that's a big one. You do it generally in Virgo. Even if you think you're doing it specifically in Virgo, you're not. Because mm. it's really not until Libra, where then, if you did it in Virgo, you get... Like, you start remembering things. Mm. Mm. You start remembering things. Like, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, like, there's no way you could have remembered it mm-hmm. in Virgo. Or, like, mm-hmm. if just think of it in another way. It doesn't have to be about Virgo Libra. It's like, you go and, like, people have a session, a healing session with me. And we work on something very general. And maybe they remember a few things. But then... A month goes by between the two, like the second session and the first session. It's like they come back with a list of things that they've remembered. Mm. And then you know, maybe in the next month, even a bigger list. And then the month after that, it's like, and they keep remembering things that they have suppressed, mm. you know, hidden survival, deep hidden survival, you yeah. know, really stuffing things down because that stuff gets suppressed. Mm. It doesn't leave your reality. It's just mm. in the coffin. Yeah, but it's also, you know, we only have so much capacity like the vessel that we keep talking about only has that much capacity and um we have to once in a while just get rid of things so that other stuff can be refilled you know because why i'm saying this is yes some people they just like to suppress but also you know if i do not I'm not out to suppress, like, I really, I want to be on top of my stuff and everything. It still can be that there is just a variety of things that I do not remember because the vessel is already full. And a good example, I think, is when you have this one treatment, uh, like that injury recall. Mm-hmm. This is a treatment, like, where we have to remember every single injury we had on our body and like make a list and write down, you know, where it was. And then Auric is balancing that out. And you think like injuries, that's something you would really remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including you, operations, yeah, yeah. including dental work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything. And yes, of course, it's just like what Auric said. Of course, you remember like that first sheet <laughs> where the I write down things at the piggies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I broke my leg and you know, I had like a knee surgery and blah, blah, blah. Like all of this you remember, but then once these, and I have seen sheets of people and I know it from myself. It's usually that first run is maybe like 20 injuries max. But then our whole body is really one big wound. I mean, how often we injure ourselves, that's just unbelievable. And so the more we are clearing out, the more comes up. You know, overeating is like an injury? 
Yes, you know, absolutely. Because actually, then, like, I've even treated stomachs and yes, you, you know, di- whole digestive yeah. systems. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's really intense. Or even not eating. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yes. I mean, really, it, it, there's so many things that you can do to injure yourself. Mm-hmm. I just thought of Bubble Boy. I never saw the movie, but it's like about this movie about this guy who lives in this bubble. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never saw it, actually. If mm-hmm. anybody's seen it, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, you know, nothing can touch him. And oh, uh-huh. I think he has, he's like a germaphobe and he's scared of everything. So he has, like, this big plastic bubble around him. Oh, wow. That's tragic. I think it's called Bubble Boy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs some injury recall. Yeah. So anyhow, that's like really, really an interesting experience to see that how, you know, the more you do, the more is there. And that's one thing that I have also often encountered in my work with people that they start to get so angry and annoyed at some point. Where they say, oh, I've been working on myself like now for 10 years and when does it stop? And I said, yeah, it stops when you are able to walk through walls. And yeah. until then... You know, there's more and more density, like more piled up stuff that needs to be atoned for Mm -hmm. from generations and generations since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that's also why it's spread out across two months. (laughs) Yeah, generously. The universe is so generous as always. So do you want to talk a little bit like why is the equinox so important? Just in your own words? Well, because for me, uh, the equinox is really when we start um, entirely new year. I know that we think like the um, spring equinox is when we start the new year. But for me, it's not like that because... Interesting. mm -hmm, Because of what we just talked about. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all this atonement and everything, you know, me being a Virgo, of course, Mm -hmm. this is extra important, you know, that it's like a clean slate, you know, or as clean as it can get. But this is where I have the feeling, you know, I start, (laughs) I start, (laughs) I start fresh. As clean as it can get. Pure Virgo. Love it. And I can start fresh. And to me... This is like the start of then a new 12-month cycle. Mm. So call it a new year. Well, I mean, it's it's really interesting just um, from a tarot perspective, archetype perspective, because 2020 is the year of the emperor. That really began on January 1st, but it really goes into effect with the Aries equinox, the spring equinox. And then with the autumn equinox, we then work with the teacher, the shadow of the emperor, uh-huh. you know, which is then that the tarot of death. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be very interesting how that's how that's coming to play out, especially in these times. Mm-hmm. But I think oh. we will probably save that talk for speechless. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh-huh. I mean, I know that the... You and I, like (laughs) two little people here sitting in front of a microphone, Mm -hmm. we really try our best to make a difference and to, like I said, like to atone whatever judgment is ahead of us, Mm, tone it away so that the future can be bright. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that I'm taking also not only for the future, but for the past. You know, I know things that I've contributed to the collective that definitely, you know, may have, you know, pushed a little bit of this whole darkness energy out, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even if you think, oh, you know, I didn't do anything like that. I mean, you know. Every hateful thought every contributed. Hateful, every negative thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what I'm, the awareness that I'm trying to raise with people is uh, about entitlement. Entitlement something that I've been working on since I was a child. Mm. Just born into, I mean, it wasn't until I was like 16 where I even, mm. I even heard the word the first time. And then I was kind of like, whoa, what is that? And I couldn't really understand it for a really long time. Mm. I just thought about like entitlements like in real estate and stuff and mm. or like having a title yeah. to something. Yeah. yeah, that's actually like a good way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. Because, you know, but when you're you have the title to something yeah. like that's mine. Yeah, but I deserve yeah, that. Yeah, but then when you're codependent with these attachments, then it takes on a whole other story. So I've I've really been trying to raise awareness about uh the entitlements that we have because that's really what this is all about and you know, the one of the traps that a lot of people fall into on the spiritual path is that they tend to think that their lives just started yesterday. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I had a private laugh many times about these things, you know, that people on the one hand, they are so into remembering past lives, but then the concept of fate and karma did not apply then, you know, it only starts to apply now. Yeah, I mean, like I'm talking about, like, imagine just, or don't imagine, or just remember, like, these hateful thoughts you had when you were, like, 17. Mm. I mean, not you, but just anybody, any one of us. I mean, of course, you probably have had hateful thoughts, obviously. I mean, it's part of the, the, the ego body. You know, thoughts just happen. You know, it's like like corpses that fart. You know, it just, it happens. Hmm. Well, maybe in my case it's like this, that I always had this image that not every thought is mine. But right. that thoughts live in thoughtland and that they just come floating by and I can observe them, but I do not have to make them mine. And so I really then don't think that I had a lot of hateful thoughts. That's really amazing, actually. I want to segue into that because a lot of that's going on. Mm. So because you and I are on that train, probably at the head of it, laying down the tracks Mm. of trying to bring light and awareness into the world, Mm There are opposing forces that are scrambling and attacking people that are thinking differently, are aware of what's going on, see what's right in front of them. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that I've learned throughout the years as being, I don't know, psychic or an empath or whatever you want to call it. All of it. Is like... Even if the thought isn't yours, if you bring it too close, it's not an excuse. 
Like no, it becomes yours. It becomes yours. It becomes yours. So it's like when I what I want to say to everybody is like and it, and I mean we're, every human is empathic and psychic. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. to the degree that, you know, you have worked on it and trained it and mastered it and not letting it master you and you know, have awakened it or not have awakened it, whatever. It's like there are a lot of frequencies that are messing with clarity and thought and love and some of those thoughts might not be yours Mm -hmm. you know so that's why we're suggesting using firewall essential oil by Aurelia essential oils I really recommend everyone whenever you are touching your phone or some kind of electronic device you put a drop of firewall in the palm of your hands before or after to help with that electromagnetic energy, you know, from really contaminating your etheric uh, system. And mm-hmm. that is the acupuncture meridian system that mm. I'm talking about. Because um, it's very serious. It's very serious. A lot of it's going on. And uh, I do believe that we can all make a difference, but I also have my eye on what's going on. Mm. Even though they try to distort it. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, thank you very much for that. And yes, of course, it is true. And so that makes it even more important, you know, that we do our atonements and that we're not just fair weathered because then we try to avoid looking at all these things because they are unpleasant. And the more we avoid looking at these things the more we run the risk that they just grab us. That's right. And you don't want to be fair weathered with your spiritual path because you can't make rain without rain. You can't make rainbows without rain. That's right. (laughs) Or you know how my foodie dog would say, you cannot make an omelet without breaking eggs. Beautiful. (laughs) So this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And you just listened to an episode of Ageless. Subscribe to anywhere, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. Please share with someone that you think that will help in your world. We're sending lots of love and strength. And of course, if you have any questions, please contact us or leave a comment. And we will speak to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.